Today's share, I'd like to discuss something related to current events. <clears throat> I don't want to get into the, the story and the details, particularly identifying details. But as a general uh, topic, the topic I want to touch on today is an author who is problematic. Is it okay to read his books, to read his farm? And this can be uh, divided into a number of uh, sub-questions, sub-discussions, as we shall see. I'll point out that this actually this is the kind of question that I already had last year. I gave a share last year on a certain topic, a uh, non-Jewish father, a Jewish mother, and there's some shittas that say that it's not so posh that the son is Jewish automatically. So I found a certain Shalas at Shubas at the time, where there was an interesting exchange between the author and another Rav, and I wanted to quote it. But before I quote a Sefer, I'd like to know something about the author. I looked it up, and I find, the author is still alive, I find online that... Uh, and Tavshem Amdalad, the Eid Haredes put out a psak that uh, he had unfortunately uh, done improper things with Talmidim and his yeshiva. Um, that seemed to be a psak that uh, the mainstream Haredi world went with. Apparently he lost his job. He himself always uh, pleaded his innocence. He denied it. So now my question was, what am I supposed to do with this uh, information? Uh, should I uh, mention the Sefer and mention his name like everyone else? Feels like uh, you're giving someone a little too much uh, cover. You're letting, me, you're letting him get away with it. Should I just ignore the Sefer altogether? If it has uh, useful information, didn't feel like uh, just skipping and uh, censoring it entirely. And uh, especially since, unfortunately, at the rate we're going, there probably are more and more Svarim in this category. And, uh, you know, how many Svarim are we going to cross off the list? And, uh, of course, also we always denied it. So who am I to actually even decide, especially from just reading a headline or two uh, decades later as to what actually happened? So in the end, I ended up quoting from the Sefer without saying, the na- I mentioned the name of the Sefer without mentioning the name of the author. Uh, on the chance, both on the chance that maybe he's somehow innocent and does he deserve to be embarrassed every time his name is mentioned either? And uh, also at that point, what's the geschmack to quote from a sefer if you have to introduce it by, uh, by saying that? So, uh, and anyway, it's not an ongoing issue. I haven't heard that he's uh, posing a threat to anybody. So why? There's no tayelis in mentioning uh, that information in public. There are, of course, many other Chilukim, distinctions one can make. Are you quoting someone once in every few years? Or are uh, you studying this person's Torah day and night? Are uh, you putting their svarim on the center, you know, the center shelf in your bookcase? Uh, one could also make a distinction between halacha and hashkafa. Of course, sometimes one's hashkafa can impact how one uh, goes about halacha as well. But let's take an example where there really shouldn't be any uh, shaykhs. Let's say it's a very technical chedushim in Hilchas Erevin, Nazir, Stam, Yeshivish chedushim. There could be many cases in which his hashkafa or whatever shouldn't really have uh, anything to do with uh, the sefer. Right? As opposed to when it comes to Yanni Hashkafa, where there's more of a personal impact that he's making on you. Um, so it might depend on what we're talking about. Um, what about if it's not a terror safer at all? What if it's maybe like the example here, it's somewhere in a bit of a different category? 
You could also make distinctions between, you. let's say you know the person is guilty of something, never reached the newspapers, never made headlines. You happen to know this person is problematic. That's one category. Then there's, it was famous at the time, it's been mostly forgotten by now, no one really knows, remembers, doesn't really matter to anybody. Or a case where it's fresh, we're all, we're all talking about it. So each case could be judged differently. Now, of course, in this particular case, we really have a number of Rabbanim who express their opinion. And, of course, sometimes knowing their identity and their background could uh, be a factor. So, for example, in this case that we're uh, alluding to, he was considered a very senior member of a certain community, so it's a bit embarrassing for them to have to throw him out entirely. They might want to save face by uh, giving him COVID. Um, of course, there's also certain communities have a culture of uh, shoving uh, certain behavior by certain people under the rug. So you have to take that into account when they express their opinion. So, uh, but anyway, whatever statements have come out, almost, you know, no marmakamis, not much of a, nothing in depth. So I wanted to give a quick uh, overview of some of the relevant makamis. Of course, uh, a topic like this, there's always much more, and this is now in, by no means exhaustive. First question, let's start with the most extreme. Let's say someone, it's not behavior, it's shit, this person is a total apocytus. Is it an open and shut case that we can make that never look at their svarim, never quote their svarim off limits? So, sounds like as a starting point, it's completely off limits. So, maybe that means anything they write. So, maybe you should only learn Torah and uh, nothing else. But we see it's not so simple. You open Yeridea, Simon Reshman Vav, in the Dark Yemaisha, quotes a Shiv of the Rivash, who says, What's the Chachma Yavanis? And this was a big question in the time of the Rishayim in Spain, etc. And the uh, more of the Islamic countries who are uh, engaging a lot more with uh, the philosophical and scientific works of their day. So the question was, Chazal say to stay away from Chachma Yavanis. What is that? Is that does that mean? Uh, he says, What's the Sefer Hashem Hativi? Look it up. It's the nickname in Hebrew at the time for Aristotle's book of physics. They called that Sefer Hashem Hativi. Which I assume is his book of metaphysics. So uh, Aristotle on physics and metaphysics. Can we read that? So the Rivash says, that's not Chachmi Yavanas, that's us. They were talking about speaking Greek. It's a specific codes. Sifrei Tevam for some just major science books, not a problem. Um, you might want to avoid them because they might undermine Taira. And we know, of course, that Taira is true and everything else is wrong. And we have Kreda Besorim Achitzeinim and the Mishnah and the Gemara, Sifrei Minim. So, but he's saying it's not Aser, but it's Royal Mnoyamehem. Quotes a letter from Shmuel Halevi, I believe it's Shmuel Hanuggets to Rabbi Goyen about whether he should be Isaac and the Chachmas. Rabbi Goyen responded and said, much better to just focus on Torah because that's the person's true uh, purpose in life. So, why distract yourself with things that could uh, take you in a different direction? The Rivash quotes the Rashba. The Rashba mentioned once last year a lot of chuvis about this controversy at the time. The Rashba was more anti-philosophy, anti-dwelling uh, too much on these types of works, unlike many others in his uh, circle. 
So we should uh, at least keep the, the youth away from it. They made, a, they made an age. They made a, whatever it was, 25 or whatever the age was. Um, don't bring a guy from the Rambam, because first of all, the Rambam went through Gans Shas first. And second of all, it was which is one of the approaches to understanding the Mernavuchim, that it's just a, a response to challenges. And even he, according to you know, mainstream or most of, much of mainstream Yiddishkeit, even the Rambam, some things there are problematic because he went too far with uh, this approach. The Ralbag as well is another name who uh, gets criticized for going too far with us. So uh, the Rashba, the Rivash says the Rashba goes at uh, great length at this, as we know. And uh, the Rambam, the Rambam says, Ani Oimer, the Rambam defines uh, the Pardis. You know, in the beginning of the Seder Atayra, he defines uh, essentially Maisa Pereshis, Maisa Merkava as physics and metaphysics in a philosophical way. But even the Rambam says, In Royal Atayla Pardis, El Lamishi Ismaili Kresi Babasa Viyayan. The lechem. So you have uh, you have a bit of a this con- this conflict in the the Rishonim. He's quoting uh, the Rashi, of course, is more anti. The Rivash is also relatively uh, anti, but not fully willing to say that it's Aser. Quotes uh, the, the, the Ramah also quotes the Nimuka Yosef, who says even when it says clearly, you know, to learn Besefer Ben Sira, which is its own category. Even that's just not bekeva, uh, but uh, if you want to get chachma uh, musar occasionally, it's fine. Look in the Ramah there in Yeridea, the Ramah says, you should only learn Taira, that's how you're kind of elam hazan elam haba, not our chachmas, based on Rivash and the Rajma. But Ba'akrai, you're allowed to, if it's just an occasion here and there, you're allowed to learn other chachmas as long as it's not sifri minim, and that's teal bepardis, going with the Rambam's definition. And that should only be to the to the Rambam. And it's called the Al-Tavis. We should mention uh, the Al Rebbe. So of course we learn the Al Rebbe's Torah all the time. But uh, the Al Rebbe here in Hilchas Tamatayda Seif Perak Gimel addresses this and says that it's also to be Isaac and Chachmas Oilam. And even if you learn the whole Torah, you shouldn't uh, switch to Chachmas Oilam. But Ba'akrai, Atamat Chachm, could learn other Chachmas if it can help for Divrei Torah and Yiddish Shemayim and Derech Eretz, but not Hamaynam. And even when we say that, that it's Mutter Ba'akrai, it's only talking about, it's not talking about Sifrei Minim. Sifrei Al-Philosophim, Me'umas Oilam, Shayu Minim Ve'Kaifrim Ma'ashkachol B'Nevoah. Al-Tar Rebbe says, Asr Likrus Ala'ayim Be'hem Klala, Filu Ba'akrai, even from Musa and Yiddish Shemayim. And then the author adds, and therefore, you see them being quoted in Svarim, you have to be careful, you have to watch out. And that's what Chacham meant when they said, I, why are these Chachamim looking in these Svarim? It was just at that time, that was the challenge, and they were trying to strengthen Yiddishkeit. Who were debating the Yidden then? No one uh, from outside of Yiddishkeit is uh, challenging us to debate. We don't have to answer for ourselves. We could just ignore. So we're not getting here into the whole history of this question and all the shittas and all the approaches. And even when Al Tareb is saying seemingly such extreme words, it's referring to Mamish, Svarim, that deal with Apocarsis. Earlier he said, Sifre Chachmas, even though seemingly they probably were also written by Apocarsim, should be fine. At any rate, we see that to some degree, the word Chachm Yisrael and 
large groups of Yidden around them who did uh, delve or dabble in these types of works, uh, even bordering on Apocursus itself, and certainly if it was more of the, the scientific uh, department. And even in Chassidus L'Chair, we find that Chassidus will, in very general terms, attribute, quote, certain shittas and say, you know, this is what the Goyim believe, this is the, the kfir of the Goyim, and then draw a contrast to what we believe, or maybe explain Beruchnius, where their idea is coming from. Of course, if you're a Tamim and Tim Khatimim, by reading that in Chassidus, it's in no way a gateway, to, it's not going to lead you uh, anywhere, you're not going to advance from there. So, but we see that there's always, it all depends exactly on who and what and how. So we saw overall, though, that even in the most extreme case you can think of, it's not even so simple. Now, of course, we have certain, within the firm world today, you have certain uh, communities that their whole identity is, they're very extreme, they're staying away from anything that's the, the slightest threat, and that's why they avoid talk a lot of Sifri uh, Kaidesh from Rishonim, they feel are, are, are threatening. There are other approaches today as well. And even the Rebbe says, Gam huvu Yisrael, What does that mean? I think it means that it's that you shouldn't take it as a hechshir. Oh, the Ramam quotes the Sefer, let me look that Sefer up myself. But not that the Rebbe meant, Labdafka at least, the Rebbe meant that Tzorach Lizar to, to skip that page in the Sefer. If it's in the Sefer, Mastama, uh, you could read it. Just be careful not to get led down the road. And to some degree or another, it seems like all the Rabbeim were ma'ayin in Svarim of Rishonim that then in turn were quoting and interacting with uh, these types of uh, texts. Recently I pointed out that if you look in the Sefer HaChakira, the Tzemach Tzedek, where the Tzemach Tzedek is really dwelling on Dafka, these types of Svarim, these types of Makaitis, and Dafka on topics related to Amun and Kfira, so there's an interesting, an interesting source that ends up uh, slipping in, you could say. The uh, the Tzemach Sadek is dealing with the Mephis, the proof that Amman brings from the fact that the Galgal is saved if Tamid, if the Galgal is always turning, that means there must be a mucker that's turning it. That's proof for the existence of a Bayer. So the question is, is this a good proof or not? There's different days in Yishayinim. So the Ikrim says, it's not a good proof because you're assuming that the Galgal is turning uh, infinitely. But we hold, so we don't believe in Kadmos. We don't believe the world was always here. We believe in Chiddush. So the, it isn't turning infinitely. So what's your proof that uh, there's an infinite source turning something that's not infinite according to Yiddishkeit? So the Tzemach Tzedek wants to answer that it's not, uh, the proof doesn't rely on, it doesn't rely on the assumption that it was always turning. In fact, Absadja Goyen used this very proof to prove that the world is mechodesh. Because the goggle is Baal and it's Kayach is Gvul, so that means that it couldn't have been here eternally, so that's a raya that the world is mechodesh. So the Rambam doesn't hold like Absadja Goyen. The Rambam doesn't think it's a raya for Chodesh. He just believes it's a raya, a moifis, a proof that Hashem exists. So that means, without getting into all the technicalities, but that's some of the discussion that Tzemach Tzedek is, is discussing. And that Tzemach Tzedek says, Haral Bag and Mechelek Vav, Perek Yidalad, cited this proof, as a positive proof, of Rav Sajagayin, B'Shem Yoycheni Hamadaktik. And the Rabag Dafka was trying to debunk it. Um, and Tzemach Tzedek says, Rabag is wrong, so in essence, Yoycheni Hamadaktik is right. Who's Yoycheni Hamadaktik? So it turns out that it's uh, some Greek theologian that... Uh, John Philoponus, that uh, the Rabag was uh, very comfortable quoting, and 
he's that guy was probably a bigger Maimon in some senses than the Rabag. He's, he's trying to bring a Moifis and the Rabag is trying to debunk it and the Tzemach Tzedek is standing up for it. So uh, I don't think the Tzemach Tzedek would have uh, wanted to quote that directly, but because it's in the Rabag, so it ends up in Sifri Chabad on the shelf. Rabag, of course, himself was considered somewhat problematic. Um, another thing I've mentioned in the past is that Chassidah uh, sometimes quotes the Piddush HaAfaydi on Marian Avuchim. Uh, the Afaidi uh, was a Meshumad. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a whole life story, whatever his life story was, but uh, he was a Meshumad. And, this is, uh, and the Piddush itself is also considered one of the more extreme and more radical Piddush on Marian Avuchim that uh, tries to emphasize the more dangerous ideas but it's printed on the daf. He bought an Omer Nevuchim with Pirushim, it was on the daf. So uh, the Rabbeim mentioned it here a few, a few times. Someone once pointed out an interesting mocker that is uh, someone by the name of Yosef ibn Aknin, who was a Talmud of the Rambam. He wrote a Pirush in Arabic and Shir Shirim, and he quotes a uh, work by Shmuel Hanagid. And uh, Shmuel Hanagid, he says, used to use uh, Christian Pirushim when trying to interpret the Torah. So, didn't limit himself to Jewish sources. He used other sources as well. So he says that Shmuel Nagid writes that Matzliach, who was a dying in Sicily, he traveled to Baghdad at the time of Haigoyen, and he came back and he wrote to Shmuel Nagid uh, biographical details about Haigoyen in his mindless. And in the middle, he says that they were in the yeshiva of the Goyen, and they were talking about a pasuk in Tehillim, and they were arguing about what the word means. And Rav Haig said he should go to the to the Catholic. And uh, the, the, the go to the Christians and ask them what the Syriac translation, the old Syriac translation of uh, Tanakh, how they translate the, this word. And Ramatzliach didn't think that was appropriate. And he writes, when the high going saw that he's upset, he said, no. Obviously, he means in recent generations preceding him, they were very holy, but they, were, they had no hesitation about uh, inquiring in other sources like this. So to confirm whether this whole chain of uh, quotations is accurate, but that's an interesting source. There's also a, a sefer called Mu'erdi Nayim, the original one. Someone here asked me about it. Uh, the whole uh, concept of Mu'erdi Nayim is he goes through um, Chazal, history in Chazal, and compares it line by line to all the Roman chronicles and all the Christian chronicles, and goes uh, already at the time when it came out, it was considered a... People were uh, at the time. This was a few hundred years ago. Um, and literally, you open it, and every line he's quote, he even has a special font for whenever he quotes from uh, these types of Makaitis. And it's every line. Look in the Kutis Sichas. There's a Sichas where the Rebbe is talking about Talmai and the Targum Shivim. And there's Hara, that's Mitzayim there. Oh, the Mary Naim says such and such. And you look it up, and it's, it's Mamish all in this, in this style. He's quoting from here and from there. That I was assigned once to someone by the name of Ibn Kaspi, uh, who is an author, a Jewish author from the Middle Ages, that many argue is Nisht Azayayayay. And uh, there are a number of other individual places where the Rebbe has been signed to interesting uh, Mekaitis. Sometimes it's in letters, but the letters have been printed in Kutusichus and Ignis. And, uh, you know, between all of them together, you could probably find ten or more. Just today, someone pointed out that in the Rebbe's Rishimis, the Rebbe has been signed to himself to be Ma'ayan on a certain words to be Ma'ayan in Milon ben Yehuda, which was the big original uh, Zionist Vrit uh, dictionary. And in fact, this line has been censored in a number of uh, editions of the Rebbe's Rishimis, but in one place they, they left it in, so uh, we know it's there. 
Um, this is not to take away from the basic fact that every uh, person knows that you have to be very careful with the farm you look at and the sources you look at. And even by the Rebbeim, it's very specific examples in specific circumstances. And uh, even if the Rebbe is assigned to any of these things, it's, it's once, it's twice. It's not like uh, the Rebbe was for bringing and it's, you, know, you have to be bucky in the, the clean oasis. And, of course, this is in the same category, you know, just like we're careful about kashras of food, so this is uh, no different than that. But it's all just to say that even where you'd think it's black and white, there always are certain exceptions to one degree or another. So that means it ultimately does come down to svaris, or depending on the situation. Now, until now, we're talking about things that are completely on the outside. But the second question would be, what if someone who comes from a Teradika background, our community, but then it turns out that there's something wrong with this person. Uh, or they got, uh, you know, something happened later, maybe they started off okay, then something uh, went wrong. And, uh, and this, of course, has itself many different variations of it, as we said in the beginning. Uh, then, of course, you have examples where it depends which community you ask. One community, to one community, this guy is completely trafe and usher, and to someone else, uh, he's their rav. They learn his farm, right? So we have that today. Hmm? Right. So at, uh, take a look, take a, a look. for example, there's a tshuva from the Debrit Sinner and Be'er Meisha, Chelek Chesem and Gimel. He was asked if you're allowed to buy svarim of Rishonim and Achreinim that are being printed now, Aidei Meistus, it's newest, now, Amal, we mentioned in the share about the five days, Amal, you had Mekitzin or Damim, Taka, maybe people that were irreligious that were printing uh, Sfarim from Xaviat. But by the time he's writing this, he basically means Meister of Cook and something like that. And as we'll see from the Hamshach. So he says, My response is, Rabbi Seinu Maniga, I don't have to announce, Bixavu Bedibra, you're not to buy any of these Sfarim because otherwise. It might lead you to uh, their other publications. Uh, you know, Meister of Cook has a big selection. It's not just Rishayinim. Uh, and who knows what that could lead to. And he quotes a Gemara in Avedazara. Aivu was eating past Goyim, whatever the details are. And the Rav of Yitam Yitzhak said, Loi tishto bahadei da'ayvu, or minei da'ayvu. De ka'ochil lachma daramoi. And he quotes a bunch of Rishayinim who say in different variations, that that means that they shouldn't quote him in the base Medrash anymore. We can't, we can't quote him anymore because he crossed this line. He gets into the details of what was the problem, and Labdafka was even mamish pas akum. It could be it was a case where other people are allowed to, a Talmud Chacham shouldn't, different uh, you know, explanations as to what exactly the problem was. But he says, that according to somebody showing him, it was just mechayar, it just didn't look right. And the Rashba says that uh, it was just, this word that everyone else is allowed to, he shouldn't do it. And you can't quote him in the Bismarck anymore. So, today we have who are following the Tzioyinim and the Mizrachim. So, not Palpen, certainly not Piksav. And then he says, and by the way, disclaimer, in case I myself have not kept myself to this standard, he says, so, uh, you know, if there's anywhere in my svarim that I quoted the wrong thing, please uh, delete. Then he says, he moves on to the next uh, question. What's, let's say you're not going to mention their name. This Gemara was about mentioning the name in Beis Madrash. Okay, what about uh, interacting with their works without mentioning their name? 
says in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Eishman Vov, these uh, halachas about Tamid Chachamim, that a Rav she'en yehoylech b'derech toiva, even if he's a chacham gadol, v'cholo amtzirichim lo, you're not to learn from him. And that's uh, Gemara Moed Katan, that uh, with the uh, Gemara there mentions about uh, the Deim, a Rav Deim al-Malach Hashem Tzvois, Yivakshu Tainim Yipiv, Yimlav, Ayivakshu Tainim Yipiv, etc., etc. What does it mean? What did they do wrong? Different Pirushim, whether it's Kfira uh, or... Uh, Inappropriate behavior. Okay, so we see you now to learn from a rav like this. It still doesn't say anything about svarim. So now here's here's the key part. So here the Bermeisha says, "Mistaber that if you can't learn from them, Ah, you shouldn't be mechalak and say maybe uh, when you're sitting in the person's uh, presence, that's a tremendous impact. He's mamish uh, being mashpi on you. If you're learning in the sefer, you're on your own. You're you're setting your." Uh, you know, your schedule, your, uh, your learning, you're learning, you're the one in charge here. So there's no chashash. There's no, this is a total mistake. First of all, he says, you might, uh, once you learn the Sefer and you see that he's taka gadol batayna. Oh, so then you'll be swayed. Then you'll be uh, blinded. You'll say, well, wait a second, if this guy's such a gadol batayna and he says that tziyoyinim and the Mizrachim are okay, hmm, maybe uh, I should rethink my, uh, my shita. Um, maybe that taka is the case for people in this community. Maybe if they taka get exposed to something like that, then, uh, you know. Or he gives another example. If uh, you learn a sefer, Shemachabra, Rosh Yeshiva, Be'ezi, Yeshiva's University, and you invite her, you see, he's taka, Baki Batayra, he'll say, ah, oh, uh, let me enroll now. Right? But we know it's Pigul, Matayev. And also, in the Sefer, you can always uh, you can stick in things that are inappropriate. So, if it's not worse than face-to-face, but it's certainly not any better. And you shouldn't say, I'll be uh, uh, because it's only Reb Meir. And the Stei Chemed, a lot of people are matan to the Stei Chemed. The Stei Chemed was asked. Stei Chemed was not so... Uh, Particular about who he was quoting, you, whoever wrote to him, whichever sefer was in print, he quoted. The Stechem et writes that there's no problem, it's a sefer, it's not, a, not the person. So he says, I see the Stechem, but I don't see any strong proof there, so I'm going to stick to my opinion. So, what do we see from here? Obviously, we understand, we understand where he's coming from and his extreme definition of what Apocursus is. But what we see is essentially there is no clear cut halacha, it's just uh, Svaras. And just like he didn't think the Stei was convincing, what he said isn't any more convincing necessarily. And of course, you have to have a little, uh, you have to be able to distinguish between different situations, right? So in the Yeshiva Shavalt and in Chabad, we were a little more uh, relaxed about uh, the threat of Tzioinus. We never heard that anybody is chayshish to use uh, different editions of different Svarim, uh, even if we don't identify with uh, the, the editors or the publishers. Seen it pointed out that when when they want to be Mitzayan to Dafke Maduras Meisus Rav Cook, so instead that's what it says Yerushalayim. You see the Sefer it says Yerushalayim. That's really code for Maduras Meisus Rav Cook. Now why does it, why why does it do that in the So You could take that to mean yeah Taka. We don't want to we don't want to have anything to do. We don't want to, we don't want to mention the name, but it's I think more pashit or uh, you could you could say that. Uh, they stuck his name into the, into the name of the Machoin. So now they're forcing us to say uh, someone's name over and over again every time we just want to refer to a Sefer. <laughs> you know, 
Michael, you know, we'll, uh, we'll call it something else. It doesn't mean that it's complete uh, repudiation. It's not like we're announcing that uh, we don't want to say his name. Some point out there's actually a befeidish Maral, Maral of Prague, in the Sivas Oilem, in the Siva Tayyid he says that really a person has to study anything that has to do with Lamir al-Mahusa Oilem. A person is an intellectual, you need to study anything that helps you advance that cause. You're Mechuyev, it's all Maisa Hashem. Ay, Tzarechiyun, you're not supposed to learn from Arav Shein Hagun. It's not an ayah, because there it's Kishulemid Mipiv. Himself already said clearly in his opinion, Svarim is not a problem. Then he gets into uh, which Svarim of theirs you're allowed to, just the science, or even the Kfira. And if it is the Kfira, how do you make sure it doesn't, it doesn't influence you? So I'm going to the Machin Chaim. The Machin Chaim is Reb Chaim Seifer, one of the Hungarian, uh, one of the Hungarian Rabbanim. Shaila Simon Chela Gimel Erechaim Simon Yeralov Shaila Mutter Lirele Kim Lamer Dvar Shmua Shal Tayra Meish Shal Anoshim Chadoshim Asher Kamu B'Vnei Yisrael He also Lamer Shmua Mipiem. So uh, also jumps into these Mekoyes about Ivu etc. So he says absolutely if if they're from the Mischadshim you're not allowed to say anything in their name Chas V'Shalom. So there's a response from someone by the name of Rashban, Ibshlema Tzvi Shik, who was a more Oifka Klerterov in Hungary at the time. So one of his Talmidim asked him and said, uh, you see what the Machna Chaim says, you know, to quote the Mishadshim. So Rashban responds and he says, uh, he says Mishadshim. He says, I don't know what he, you know, what does he mean by Mishadshim? First of all, Chazal, we quote Ben Zayma, Shehetz Venifka, Alisha Ben Avuah, Shehetz Ben Atiyas, Ben Azay, Shehetz Zumeis. And obviously, Rav Nasi, you have full prakim. Perak of Gimel is a whole perak of Teiras ben Zema. Perak of Dalit is a whole perak of Elisha ben Avuya. Perak of Hay is a whole perak of Ben Azai. And then Chavav is Rabbi Kiva. So, Miyuzav Ezehu is going to say that it's also to bring Chadushi Teirah and to mention one of the Mishadshim positively if Chachme, Mishnah Chachme, and Talmud quote people like this. And who's going to decide who's a Mishadish and which Mishadish you're not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to quote? How about the people who said you're not allowed to quote the Rambam? Should we go with them? How about the people who said the Rebbeinus and Apeshitz? Should we go with them? And he says, I know that the Machin Chaim uh, signed the Psak Din and uh, Mechalovich, which was the big uh, Sifa in Hungary at the time of what to do with the new threats, that whoever speaks high German is a Mishadish. Also L'Shmoya Piv. And uh, the Maram Shik, one of his uh, Rabbanusin, because it was required, he spoke, he gave drashas in high German. Okay, so according to the Machrechaim now, the Maram Shik is uh, Meschadish. You can see how, uh, where you're going to end up with that. He goes on in, in this vein. And the Rashban himself, Tzvi Shik, till today is considered treif to the Eid Haredes. Someone printed a sefer, a sefer atishbi, with the ha'aris of Tzvi Shik. They wanted to come from Eid Haredes. Eid Haredes said, sorry, Tzvi Shik is off limits. So they printed two editions. One with the ha'aris of Tzvi Shik, without the Askam of Eid Haredes, with a paragraph that explains what happened. And then another edition with the Askam of Eid Haredes, without the ha'aris of Tzvi Shik. So, uh, you know, he himself... So what do we see? What do we see? We see that uh, at all, every case is its own, is really, uh, should be determined separately. It depends what the problem is. It depends to what extent the problem is remembered and defines the person. Are we just looking for obscure details that nobody knows? Or maybe the safer is obscure. Maybe we shouldn't bring an obscure safer back if it's problematic. 
It depends on what the safer is about, what its impact is. And overall, like, I, like we said, it's pretty much safe to just follow the Rebbe. We see the Rebbe Taka was a little bit more open, you could say, and the kinds of Svarim the Rebbe quoted was Matayim to compare it to maybe the previous Rebbeim. But life in Klali, that's a pretty good uh, path to follow, and you can probably figure out what the Rebbe would do in a particular situation. Now, we have to conclude very soon. The third question, until now we're talking about shittas, but what about bad behavior, where we don't see any clear uh, hashkafa problems? So, Nowadays, there's a Shut Sherla Meshif from 150 years ago, approximately. Um, Shuvah today is more well known due to the discussion regarding reporting child abuse. So he describes how there was uh, Malamed, where the kids grew up, they were now in their teens, and they said that uh, Himamah should go not just uh, inappropriate touching, but all the way. And the question was should we accept this, should we not? And this leads you into questions about Eidos, is this a Din Eidos or not? If it's not a Denedus, I mean, we just uh, we have no way of knowing, so I guess everyone's innocent, uh, no one can, nothing can ever be proven or not. So the Sheikh Lameshev is quoted because he leans towards accepting their accusations and keeping this person away from these types of positions. And he says, even though you need and in order to really passel a person and they were ketanim b'shas ma'isa, they're not nemon to be made when they grow up, but what they saw in their childhood, unless it's Rabbanon, but this is to passel a person, they're not nemon. But there's a Yisoyit from the Ma'arik and the Sadashim, the Ramah brings in Shulchan Aruch, that there's some scenarios in which there never are Shnei Edim Kshedim. Certain things only happen around women and children. So the rule is, is that if by definition something happens around women and children, then uh, you have to accept what they say. Otherwise, uh, this person can get away with whatever he wants. And we're not accepting it as Edus to apostle him, but it's enough to cause concern and to say, he says in Gemara Nid, it says, Hailish Nabisha after the Kabuli Leboy, Lamechashmir Meboy. You don't have to accept it, but you can be concerned. You can accept it on some level, etc. So therefore, he says we should take him away from the job. And he writes, the people were writing to him and arguing with him about it. Um, we're not punishing anyone. We're not saying, we're just saying we have to keep this person. He, he might be dangerous. We have to keep him away. That's all we're saying. We're not coming to any conclusions. People argue with him, you know, you weren't going for the Eidos in front of the Baldin, which is a question we're hearing uh, now. And he says, yeah, it's all part of it. We're not, this is not proper Eidos. This is some level below that, but we're still able to gather this information and make decisions about who is a safe person to be around. And there's much more arichas about this in different shivas and down to today, when many Rabbanim are about reporting to police. But of course, that all, much of that depends on whether there's an ongoing threat. Once a person dies, seemingly the threat goes away, and we never passled the person necessarily, so that's an interesting thing to consider. Uh, that, might take, uh, that might take some of the negativity away from that person. You have some contemporary shivas today about what, these types of questions, or what if the Tamil Chacham is caught doing stuff, or what if the person goes off the derech, and uh, they write different svaris. We don't have time to get into them. Right? Brian also wrote about this a few weeks ago. And the maskana, basically, of all of this is more or less, uh, as he says there, which is there's nothing clear-cut, nothing we can say is a clear-cut uh, proof that you have to stay away. There are a lot of reasons you could give as to why it might not be advisable. It all depends on the situation, though, especially if it has to do with hashkafa or uh, you know, personal influence. The idea is, there's also the idea that he mentions and others today mention that you, you grow up and you find out, wait a second, the person I was uh, getting uh, my inspiration from is, is who knows what. 
even if it doesn't actually uh, entice you to follow them, but it could be very disturbing. Why would you want to do that to somebody? And to me, a big, uh, big uh, vort you can use in a lot of these questions, uh, and maybe even other tchumim is, how strong is the association? If I'm walking into the house and I see this book on the shelf, is that, is that going to be the first thing I think of? And if it is, is that what I want to think of every time I see uh, these books? You know, I don't think so. If time goes on and the story is forgotten and it's a footnote in his biography, and uh, maybe it's a different story. So that just goes to show you that so much is subjective and so much depends on the particular situation.